listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello! Welcome to the animal party. Yeah, you must have a ticket. You must know somebody because you're in. You're on our VIP list. Welcome to the party. Bring your dogs, bring your cats. Today we've got a guest you've heard before. I have her on every few months or so to talk about what's the newest, coolest stuff out there for pets. I'm talking about Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly Magazine. So she'll be joining the show later and we'll be talking about her website and how it helps you figure out what to get and what not to get too. So you really don't have to waste your money trying stuff that doesn't work. You just look up your product, the thing you're thinking about getting, and you'll see her best picks. So we'll talk about that later. But before we have her on the show, oh, yeah, and also, she's going to be in Arizona doing something really big. And I'm not sure what, and uh, I'm dying to know. So we're going to ask her all about that. There's something big going on there, I think, next weekend. So I really want to know about that. What's going on in Arizona? Everybody who loves dogs and cats and can get to Phoenix ought to. Coming up. So we'll find out what that's all about. But before we get to that, I have a lot of animal news from the summer. Some strange things have been happening. And one of them is that cats are going missing. And, um, oh, it's awful. The, The reason is not what you might think. So I'll just tell you about this this little story here. It's hard to get my head around this, but in, in an area right near Vancouver, so just a very busy, uh, congested suburb full of shopping malls and apartment buildings and townhomes and that kind of thing, a very, very uh, dense area of people, an area called Richmond, where the airports are and lots and lots of people. At any rate, in that neighborhood, a 17-year-old Siamese cat, Kokanee, was cornered by two raccoons in his driveway and dragged away screaming. And everyone saw that it's just horrible. It was at 5.30 in the morning, and um, his wife, Wendy, woke up, and she ran outside, and she tried to stop it, and she was using a garden hose, and nothing nothing worked, and Kokanee's gone. So earlier that month, there was another case where um, a 14-year-old cat was swarmed and killed and eaten by a gang of raccoons, again, when people witnessed. So it's a terrible, terrible thing, and and they're really recommending that you not feed the raccoons. So even though it might look like a Disney film to look out your backyard and see this bird feeder just covered in birds and all the things they kick to the ground, the seed all over the ground, and there is a squirrel and a raccoon and your cat all enjoying the summer day. Okay, it's not a Disney film. These raccoons, when they're hungry or when they feel like it or when it looks easy, They will eat an old cat. So if you love your cats, keep them inside. That's what the experts say. If you must let them outside, and I understand people who do, then bring them in at night and don't feed the raccoons. Get the kind of feeders or don't have feeders at all so that you're not endangering the birds by your cats, but also inviting all this wildlife into your yard when you've got victims there. I mean, in some ways, our cats are predators, right? They hunt mice. They're part of the whole catch and kill thing out there in the wild. But in other ways, they're very, very small. So they are prey to many, many things, many hungry things. And you just don't want that happening to your family pet. So I wanted to just give you the heads up on that situation with the raccoons. I've always felt uneasy when I've been visiting people and seeing this phenomenon when there's raccoons mixing with cats or dogs. I've always felt uneasy about it because the raccoon can in an instant decide to kill your cat or your dog. They have talons. 
it's not that the it's like razor blades on their paws and their paws have thumbs so they truly are amazing hunters it's a very rare dog that can handle a raccoon now i do know one who did big giant rottweiler you can see his picture on deborah wolf pet expert on facebook i've got him posted there he passed away last year but i had some great pictures of him taken and he's got a head like a cow and one of those times when the raccoons were harassing pets here and getting into the garbage and that sort of thing we told the dog go get go get thinking he would chase them away but instead he caught one and killed it instantly almost splitting it into two pieces. It was really quite graphic and surprising because I was not expecting that. So after that, I never did send him that way again. And I've tried to live trap them and remove them. Sometimes you learn the hard way what a dog's capable of. <laughs> but uh, but uh, in that case, it really is an enemy to you. And it's hard to get your head around that if you really love animals. You know, I've spent time with raccoons and they're bright and they're interesting and they're trainable. And I really enjoy it when I've met one who's been rescued and rehabilitated and is used for education. And I get to hold it and have it crawl around on top of my shoulders and all this kind of stuff, even on my head. I mean, I really like them. But at the same time, if they're going to come eat my kitty, well, I've got to draw the line somewhere. So in my case, I use live traps and relocate them. Hard to find a place to relocate them, though. Be careful you're not relocating them into somebody else's backyard, giving your neighbor a problem. So that's what's going on with the raccoons here. And on the other side of the world, cats are a problem in a whole different way. In Australia right now, they're talking about a curfew for cats. They're saying that in all the suburbs of Sydney, they want people to voluntarily put their cats in every night, no matter what. Only they're not saying it because they're worried about their cats being taken like we are here. They're actually worried about their endangered species and one in particular, the possum, which comes out at night. And while it can get hurt by dogs, if a dog catches one, he'll kill it. They almost, it's very rare for them to get caught by dogs because they're tree dwellers. Well, that's perfect for cats. Cats climb right up the trees and kill the little possums. And uh, they've got this huge program to reintroduce them to the area, uh, ringtail possums. And they're just worried that the cats are, are going to um, into their rehabilitation efforts because the cats in that area have been logged killing 564 of these animals last year alone. So you can imagine what that does to the in- endangered species and the people trying to get the numbers up if the cats are out there just killing off their efforts. So we have to be really aware of how our pets are interacting with wildlife in all kinds of ways as we... As we wander through our lives in our cushy little human circles, not so much thinking about what's going on outside. I have just one more story for you, and then we're going to see if we can get through with Stacy and find out what's going on in Phoenix, Arizona, a place that I think of as always sunny and hot and so tempting. Well, right now it's actually sunny and hot here. Vancouver's been enjoying a couple weeks of summer weather. And we're all out enjoying it, that's for sure. It's too bad the kids had to go back to school right after the sun came out. But it's nice for us mummies. Okay, so we're going to go back to the news here. And uh, this is interesting. I've always said and argued that a good dog, loose, makes everyone safer. And I've had to argue this at parks board meetings and off-leash dog park meetings and bylaw meetings and all kinds of stuff over the years because I used to do this kind of advocacy work. And, you know, a good dog off-leash protects everyone in the park. A good dog off-leash will find the conflict and deal with it. And there was an example of this last year in Florida where a pit bull that was, nobody even knows who owned it, was wandering around and a woman with a two-year-old on a swing unloaded the two-year-old and was carrying him to her car and the man pushed her and tried to 
steal from her or perhaps abduct her. No one really knows what he was trying to do. But he pushed her, and the kid fell out of her arms, and she was against a car, and out of nowhere, dum da dum came this loose dog, this loose pit bull, right? Enemy number one, we think, yeah. Okay, he comes out of nowhere and corners the guy and roughs him up, and she's able to call police, and police come. And uh, in the end, they took the dog to a rescue society, and she said that if it didn't have a home, she would take it. So it's a good ending for everybody. But there's lots of examples of this. I see it all the time. I see it all the time because I used to walk off-leash dogs in groups in parks and forests. And I would see people change their behavior when they saw me coming. And I know that I was a safety zone. Any woman jogging, anybody who wanted to be alone in the woods and not be pestered could be anywhere near me. And they weren't going to be followed, pestered, harassed, scared, threatened, or worse. And so, you know, in those same woods, there have been women joggers gone missing. There have been attacks. But not when there's loose dogs around, there isn't. And that's why I think it's so, so important. Well, in this case, a man was jogging on the trail in North Vancouver. So again, just a suburb of Vancouver. Sort of up in a mountainous, beautiful area, though. He's jogging along the trail, and he gets attacked by a black bear. So this is what he says. Excuse my language. I'm going to quote him anyway. He says, It was a large black bear, and he was hauling ass after me, Smith said. I didn't know what to do. I was in a state of shock, and I started running as fast as I could. So he said the bear was still closing on him when he ran out of breath. He jumped into the bush, and he tried to hide between two logs. Yeah, like a bear's going to fall for that. Anyway, I love the way people underestimate these bears. But the bear found him and stood up on his hind legs and was looking down on him. And that's when, dum da da dum he heard some dogs barking. Now, they weren't even big dogs. There were four dogs with a dog walker. And uh, what happens is the four dogs were on a trail. They were accompanied by a professional dog walker. They were all off leash. And they, they heard what was going on. They ran over and chased it off. And this is what the guy says. If those dogs didn't show up, all the bear would have done was step into the bush and maul me. I would have been his lunch, said Smith. It was the dog walker, Valerie Van Bruegel, who heard his cries for help. I hear a help, help from the shrubbery. So without thinking, I charged towards the bear to scare him off, she said. The dogs did scare the bear away. But then Smith, the runner, bolted. Yeah, he's not such a good guy, is he? So he leaves her there. This woman rescues him with her four little dogs, and he takes off and leaves her there with the bear. I'm not too impressed with this guy. Anyway, so he leaves her, and one of her dogs is trapped on the other side of the bear, and she says, he completely bolted. So the bear is still coming at us, and I'm trying to find my dog. And the bear is between me and the dog, so I can't really get to him, but I can't really leave. She's one of my girls, says the dog walker. So eventually she was able to rescue her dog, and she gets out of there. She was totally exhausted. Now, I saw several interviews with these people, and there's a few things that come to mind with this. The guy is unbelievably stupid. I mean, some of the things he said when being interviewed, he said he thought, okay, this is one of the things he said, he thought he could outrun the bear because he's an elite athlete. That's what he thought. I don't care if you're the fastest man in the world. It's a bear, okay? Bears are faster than humans, number one. Number two, he decided not only to try and outrun it, but to outrun it downhill. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. How could anyone outrun a bear downhill? They're like a Mack truck or a tank. They don't even have to run. They can just roll. It's absolutely ludicrous. And if they bump into trees on their way, the, the trees will timber. They will fall over. That's how a bear is like a vehicle. I mean, he, <laughs> he's just not getting it at all. And, you know, when he was interviewed, he started telling them how he's been running for 20 years and he's an elite athlete. And I was just beside myself with surprise that anyone could think 
I mean, even if he were a 20-year-old successful world-winning elite athlete, he still can't outrun a bear. But this is an old guy. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I found this just completely ridiculous. And then that this woman would come out and save him with her tiny little dogs. And then he leaves her there with the bear on the mountain. Oh, come on. You've got to show a little more caring towards someone who just rescued you. That's terrible. He ran down the mountain and left her there. Oh, well. But it does go to show you that a few dogs off leash make the park safer for everyone, which is what I've been saying all along. All right, everybody, we're going to go to a commercial, and we'll be back, and we'll be talking to Stacy because I've got to know what's happening in Phoenix. Don't go anywhere, because the best is yet to come. Stick around. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. Where healthy pets go. Enter the code PARTY10, P-A-R-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. <laughs> the giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling out in the world trips or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. <laughs> Good boy. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. You're back with Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. And my guest, as promised, is Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly Magazine. And I'm going to ask you, Stacey, welcome to the show. What's going on in Phoenix? Can you tell us? Hi, Deb. It's great to be here. And yes, we have some amazing things coming up in Phoenix, especially the Wonder Pet Expo, which is a two-day pet-friendly event for everybody who wants to get out of the heat and possibly out of the rain, which they're forecasting for this weekend, if you can believe that. Oh, no. The first time I've seen in Arizona, we, we get it on this weekend, but it's going to be all indoors. It's going to have some amazing things going on, including the uh, Megan Blake. I, I think you're aware of her from the Toyota Pet team. She is going to be there with Super Smiley Dog, and they're doing a flash mob, so that'll be a lot of fun. I thought it never rains in Arizona. What are you telling me? It never does rain in Arizona, except during monsoon season, and apparently we're having a very late one this year, so. Oh, no. So what will people see when they come to the 
come to this event? Get it out of the rain. They get dry. Can they bring their animals? They can bring their animals. They need to sign a waiver. Yeah. Very simple thing. They can just download from the internet or they can pick it up at the show and just do it right there. It just takes a few seconds. And uh, you can you can access that at the wonderpetexpo.com is the okay. name of the website. And they have all the information there. They're going to be able to see Blinkofera, I believe is the name. That's the dog from Afghanistan, the famous dog that they, the soldiers rescued and brought back to Arizona. So that's going to oh, be really nice. soldiers. And the dog, which is fantastic. Uh, there's just going to be some really fun things there. Dove's Dragons are going to be there, and they do uh, giant reptile shows, which is amazing. She works with rescued animals and trains them for, like, the, what am I thinking of? The, they know this very well because they live here. They're a protected species. It's our lizard. Hold on one second. Let me pull it up. Well, Komodo dragon, which is not is not native to Arizona, but they, I believe she has tons of Komodo dragons and some fun things like that. So yeah, there's going to like be some the kids, really. Would children be able to touch these things and hold them and get experience? Yeah, she like actually. Yeah, she actually does classroom education. She brings these animals in and and teaches them the value of, of the reptiles. I mean, reptiles, lizards, dragons, Komodo dragons, they have all kinds of different reptiles available. And I believe she even has some rattlesnakes, not positive. So that's going to be kind of interesting. And I'm going to be actually really interested in seeing how, how that all works. But she does do some amazing things with education, really teaches people how to value reptiles and other animals in general because we all need to learn the value instead of the way that we normally see them, which is fear-based. Yes. Well, I think some of us have an instinctive kind of a fear, a gut reaction. I remember once I was supposed to present a medal to a snake that had visited a lot, a lot of kids, and he was winning this medal. And I was supposed to actually kiss the snake. And I, I had to kiss a dog. I had to kiss a cat. I had, you know, and some of the dogs were huge, menacing-type police dogs and whatever. I had no qualms about kissing anything until I got to the snake. <laughs> it was really awkward for me, I got to tell you. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know if I wanted this to be in the paper. And I, oh, it was just odd. And then it was in the paper, but they didn't put it on the front of the section like they normally would. They chose a different picture for that with me uh, giving an award to a dog because they said that a lot of the population will not buy the paper if, what, if the cover has a reptile on it. That's how big the fear is. And I, I guess it's a, it's a natural fear because they can be very dangerous. But hopefully we Absolutely. can overcome it, get over it, right? Yeah, you know, and it's really strange living in the desert because we want to cross reptiles all the time. I mean, that's, that's pretty standard when you're out riding your horse or hiking or anything else. And I think it's a good fear to have, I mean, uh, on some level, but I think we take it, of course, as humans, take it to a different level and end up abusing these animals or, or mm-hmm. letting our fear kind of rule the way that we treat them. So I think the education behind it is really critical. So what doggy things will they find? Oh, they're going to have so much fun with their dogs here. There's going to be a hundred, well, I believe it's close to a hundred vendors that are going to have all their products there and services profiled, and you can just kind of go from booth to booth and see all the fun stuff. They have uh, the Splash Dogs are going to be there, and these are a dock diving team of dogs. And oh, they have nice. Cool set up, yep. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And oftentimes, and I don't know if they're doing on this show, you can actually get your dog up there and see how your pup does. <laughs> a lot of dogs would love that on a hot day. That's a yeah, great. Yeah, I know mine would totally love it. So, 
They're going to have the Frisbee dogs there. It's really amazing shows with these Frisbee dogs that are just so entertaining to watch. Okay, and very, so I don't know how the cat lovers, Stacey. Are the cat lovers out of luck with this show? Absolutely not. We've got all kinds of things for cats. We're going to have the uh, several international groups, a couple of different adoption, rescue adoptions that they're going to have there. We've got... Well, of course, Pets Weekly, tons of stuff in the Pets Weekly booth. We actually have five of the booths, and we're going to have so many people that we're profiling. It's just going to be a lot of fun. And, and okay, so if people topics. are too far to come to Phoenix, but they want to get a taste of this, they should go to PetsWeekly.com. That's what you're telling me, Absolutely. right? We'll be blogging about it. We'll be Facebooking it. We'll be tweeting it, and it should be just a loads of, loads of fun for everybody. Lots okay. of pictures. You can log in and check out. All right, so we're going to cut to commercial and come back. And when we get back, I'm going to ask Stacy, what is, what's going on? What's the latest, coolest, weirdest stuff that you can buy for your pet? What is surprising us in the pet world right now? What has she been reviewing on PetsWeekly.com? So, yeah, stay tuned. Some of this stuff is pretty weird. She's introduced me to products I never knew existed. So hold on to your hat and come back to the party at Animal Party, Pet Life Radio. party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash party, P-A-R-T-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back to the party here at Animal.
animal party. You must be an animal. Or maybe you've brought one with you. So we're here with Stacey Mantle from PetsWeekly.com, Pets Weekly Magazine. And she's going to tell us what is weird and wild and terrific in the pet world right now. What kind of stuff is out there that we just don't know about that we should? We've got some really fun things this time. We've got a canine doggy shower that actually is a portable doggy shower for you to put on your car window. And you can hose your dogs off after a day at the dog park so you're not putting muddy pups inside the car. Uh, it's a great That's little project. brilliant. Stat, I could have used that when I was a dog walker 20 years ago. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. And then in the event that you do put your dogs into the car when they are muddy, which you probably won't do if you have the doggy shower, we do have some really amazing car accessories that cover up the, the entire back seat and act as almost a net for for the animals to keep them out of the front seat, which is, as you know, one of our big campaigns is traveling safe, safely with pets. So that's a yeah, really important Yeah, I think important. some people don't realize that when there's an accident, if your dog's just loose in the back seat and you slam on the brakes, he can go right through the front window, which is bad for him. He'll end up caught in traffic, run over, dead from the impact, full of glass. But it's also bad for the other drivers because he might end up going through their windshield. And him in his 40 pounds or 20 pounds or 80 pounds times whatever force speed you're going, you know, 100 miles an hour. Now we're talking about a missile. So it can really cause a lot of problems when if dogs were secured properly, it would have been a fender bender, you know? Yeah, there was a there were a couple of studies out on that, and it was something I I need to check my numbers, but it was a ten pound dog would turn into a missile going. Oh, I don't. I believe it was ninety five or ninety six miles per hour at at that point at a thirty five mile an hour driver impact. So it literally doesn't. Hard, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing to have happen. And one of the other things that we like to talk about is the uh, the pet net. And this is something that helps your pet stay secured. I mean, hopefully you're using a harness from Kurgo, and uh, you're using the zip line. That's what we use for our big dogs. But assuming that you don't have that, or even if you want some additional backup, the pet net is wonderful for this. And it just kind of strings along to the back of your car in between the driver's seat and the back seat. And in the event of an accident, it will stop your dog from coming through the windshield or climbing on top of you and acting as a distraction. Well, another thing that's really dangerous in the car, and people don't think about this, is little dogs, but also toys. If a tennis ball, say your dog, your lovely dog, is playing with a tennis ball in the, in the back seat, and he drops it, and you're on a hill, and it rolls under your seat and under your brake pedal, you've now got a big problem. So <laughs> I really don't, I don't like the balls in the car. And, you know, my dogs are ball dogs. I've always got balls in the car. I have to really keep an eye on where they are and that they're all boxed up and there's no loose balls in the car because this can be really dangerous. And a little dog can do that too. A little dog can crawl under your brake pedal. So don't have the dogs loose crawling around, even though it seems cute. Don't. The other thing I guess we should add to this right now, you've got rain, but the rest of the world seems to have sun and you'll have sun again soon. Don't leave your dog in a car. Don't crack the window an inch and think it'll be fine because you're just going to the bank machine. It's not fine. Take your dog with you. Take him on a leash. It's so much better. Or don't take him at all. Leave him at home. But don't leave him in that car. Not even for a minute. We've had several incidents here this summer. And it's not even that hot where I live. But we've had several incidents. And not just with dogs. Not just with pets. Babies and elderly people. People just don't seem to understand how dangerous it is in a closed car. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, it's so absolutely critical down here. In fact, we have, there is out on the market, it's called Keep Doggy Safe Dog Car Thermometer. So you can actually see what the temperature is in your car. Now, here's the issue. It only goes to 160 degrees. And our interior of our car maxed that temperature out within, wow. it was about 9 o'clock in the morning. When it's 110, 112 outside, you know that car is going to be, I mean, we can literally cook a roast in our car. I've done that before, not for fun. You know, but well, while we're, yeah, while we're talking about this, when you, when you are in hot circumstances, touch the pavement with their own bare hand before you expect your dog to walk on it. Because we wear shoes and we don't even notice. And our dogs have their bare feet. And sometimes it's just a matter of allowing him to walk on the grassy edge or the white sidewalk as opposed to the black tar. If you felt it, you'd realize it. But you're actually asking him to hurt himself, to, to follow you if you don't think about these things. So shade is important. Water's important. Sunscreen's important. If your dog has pink pigment or bald spots, um, blue eyes, these are kind of giveaways that the dog might have a problem with, with sun. So you got to use sunscreen on them. And they're special products because some of the stuff we use will give dogs diarrhea because they lick it. So you got to make sure you use the right stuff. But make sure your dogs always have access to cool water. Tie the water and secure it so they can't tip it over if they're left all day. If there's not going to be shade where the water is, then have two set up so that there's always a cool source of water for your dogs, you know, really think it out and they'll do much better. And the older the dog or the younger the dog, so elderly and puppies suffer much, much more from heat than anybody else. So if your dog used to love to go for a run no matter what, but now he's 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, don't take him in the heat of the day. Don't take him for that run. Just take him for a walk or better yet, go in the morning, go at the night. Just it's when dogs have strokes. So watch out for the heat. Just wanted to give that warning while we're talking about it. So what other products have you got for us, Stacey? I love that thermometer. What else have you got? Well, well let's talk about what happens if your dogs do get burned or do okay. have problems with their paws. We have some really neat products out from Natural Paws, and it's a product called Sweet Peas Tender Paws. And it's an actual all-natural paw pad spray for dogs. It's developed to give dog pads the natural elements that will help to help recover and keep those paw pads not soft, but softer than they normally are. So if you have a dog that has really cracked pads, this is a really ideal product for them. Sometimes a dog will lick itself excessively. If your dog's feet, the, the sort of the pads of the paws and the hair that grows inside the paws, if that area is perpetually a sort of brown-orange stain, that's actually saliva. And that's an indication that your dog is licking its feet all the time. And if you see your dog actually sort of licking so hard that you can hear him breathing because he's squishing his face into his paw and it looks like he's really, really itching and he's almost biting at the insides of his paws, that's another sign. Both those point to the idea that there's probably an allergy and most likely a food allergy. Because dogs sweat through their paws. So I just wanted to point that out. If you've got a dog that has these, these stains on its feet or it's always scratching and itching at its feet, you know, you might think, oh, I need that cream. That it's dry paws, dry pads. But it probably isn't. It's probably allergies. And then you have to look at what you're feeding your dog. What's the major protein? What else is in the food? And maybe make a switch and see how that goes. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And in fact, it's funny. You say, like, we have a couple of things for allergy-prone dogs. One of them is called doggy goo. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's an allergy 
preventative for dogs. It's 100% natural, and they eat it just like they would a treat. It's kind of like peanut butter, and it helps them get rid of some of these allergies a little bit easier. It almost sounds like bee pollen for humans. It's very similar, and it works on the same premise. Yes, it's it's wonderful product. Uh, the other thing, you know, when they when they have allergies or they're prone to that kind of really sensitive skin, Dermagic is you've heard me talk about it before. They just have some amazing products out. They have the skin rescue lotion when it turns into something like a hot spot, and hopefully you're grabbing it before it becomes a hot spot. But hot spots are really really critical in the summertime. You have to keep an eye on them and. You know, we had we had a bout with MRSA not too long ago with my husband, and of course we were worried about the animals getting it. That's something that animals and people can get, and it's it's very very dangerous. So, so stopping things before they become an infection is really critical. And magic and doggy goo, those are the kinds of things that I like to use that are all natural and safe for the pets and really help them. Yeah, when you say hot spot, people might not know what you're talking about. If they own a golden retriever and they live in a very hot climate and the dog swims a lot, they probably know what you're talking about. But if they don't, <laughs> they probably don't know. It's All of a sudden, a spot will appear on the dog. Usually, like I'm saying, golden retrievers are a dog that has a lot, a lot of hair and is in the wet a lot, usually. And it's usually going to be around the rough, so the neck region where it's the most hairiest. But sometimes it's around the backside. Sometimes it's a hairy part there. And, and what it is, is it starts it can be the size of a dime when it starts. And it just looks like your dog has some kind of little owie. Maybe he had a scratch or a mosquito bite or who knows. He just sort of picked it. And then you, you go have a shower and you come out of the shower and it's the size of a quarter. And then you make breakfast and you finish breakfast and you think about calling the vet. And it's the size of the palm of your hand. And, the, and if you accidentally can't deal with it or you weren't there and didn't notice this and you come home from work later in the day, most of the hair on the dog's neck is now gone and it's red and it's oozy and it's sore and it looks inflamed and the dog is miserable, and he's on his way to getting a fever. He's on his way to having a really bad infection. So you're going to end up with the area shaved, probably a steroid, probably antibiotics, and no explanation of what really caused it or what you can do to stop it, just a stopgap treatment. And so it's a, it's a very perplexing problem. People have, certain dogs have it over and over and over again. Most of the time it has more to do with climate you know, the lifestyle of the dog who's always swimming in a hot, hot place and never quite dries out. So sometimes just shaving those parts or clipping those parts as a preventative can help a lot because the dog gets dried out. Drying them really well when they come out of water helps a lot. Um, and like you're saying, the topical preventatives that you use to keep the skin clean and healthy before the hot spot begins. And also diet. If the, if the diet's not agreeing with the dog, then they're going to get ear infections and hot spots and other things because their immune system's down fighting the diet. So you really got to think about this. If your dog keeps having the same problem over and over and over, you got to change something up. Right, Stacey? Absolutely. And thank you. I just assume everybody knows what a hot spot is because we have <laughs> okay. so often down here. And, no, yeah, they're thinking either it's the nightclub that where the best bands play or maybe That's they're so thinking funny. it's some secret place on Stacy's body. I don't know what they're thinking, but I had to clarify. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yes, yes. Don't want to think of that. But it does, you know, hot spots are just so different. They can lead to so many other problems. And once you start having to put a dog on steroids or any kind of, you know, medication like that, you're going to end up with worse problems, usually with the kidney or liver. And, of course, we want to avoid all that. So it's easier just to try to... 
You know, the other thing about steroids I don't like is, is almost immediately in almost every dog I've ever seen on them, there's a real serious behavioral change. And they become so hungry and so food motivated. Even dogs who couldn't care less about food before are diving for the crumbs, you know, raiding things, stealing food. They become so obsessed with food that I find they, they lose a lot of their freedom. They can't be loose in the house anymore. They can't be walked off leash anymore because they're just starving. And that makes me uncomfortable. I mean, what would it be like to be starving like that all the time? You know, a human would never want to be yeah. like that. It's, it's, a, it's a nasty thing. And, and the dog's quality of life. I mean, a dog who used to love to swim and fetch is now just roaming the park looking for the leftover pizza boxes. Like his life just changes. So if you can avoid those steroids with prevention, oh, it's such a good idea. All right. So, oh, we're running out of time, Stacey. What else should we tell them about? What other crazy stuff have you got there? Okay, let's talk about the new GPS tracker. I don't know if you've heard of this yet, but it's by Qualcomm, and it's called TAG. And this is one of the coolest products of the year, as far as I'm concerned. It is a very, very lightweight GPS. I mean, it's it's so lightweight that a cat can wear it. That's how small it is. Okay. And that's the first time we've come out on the market with something like this. Up to this point, they've always been too heavy. They need to be charged every day. This is a track that doesn't need to be charged until every 30 days so the dog can wear it all the time, which is really great as far as I'm concerned. How much uh, is this thing? This is $200 total. That includes the charging unit, uh, the collar, and it fits on any collar. It can snaps on. It's a little tiny device. snaps on your collar. You can change it from dog to dog without having to reprogram everything. You can set limits. It has, you know, like in a fencing area, you can, as soon as that dog breaks up that imaginary fence you created, it will send you a text message or call you and let you know your dog's out of there. Wow. Um, if it falls off the collar, it will tell you that it is disengaged from the collar. Like it knows, it's smart enough to know that it's dropped off the collar. Wow. And you can go that, call that tracker. So the people really, won't, like, literally, you won't lose your pet anymore. You won't, they won't go missing. You won't. I mean, honestly, it's, it's such an wow. amazing, wonderful thing. Now, the other cool thing is you don't have to buy the unit 80 times. You can buy multiple collars that can be charged on the same unit. So oh, nice. So if you have one unit that's $200, eventually they're going to be able to come out with the other collars here that you can buy individually and all have them tapped into the one unit. So if you want to buy, it takes two hours to fully charge. Once it does, it sends you a low battery notification saying, hey, you know, you're at 25%. Go throw it on the charger real quick. Only takes two hours to get to a full charge. And it's it's just one of the most amazing things that we've seen this year. I, I know That people is really mad. cool. Oh, yes, that right. is really cool. And I could see applications for this with um, people suffering from Alzheimer's, with autistic kids. That's I over. can see all kinds of great applications. There's, it's really amazing. In fact, it's so detailed and so amazing, amazingly articulate. I don't even know how to say it. Um, very focused on where it can track the dog. So say that you're, you want to see what your dog's up to during the day. You can actually see the dog moving around in the house. That's eventually where they're going to be taking it to. And we've just seen some... But is it, is it always emitting a signal or does it... Oh, like, is the dog... See, I worry about the signals I don't see in my home and around me and my animals. Is it constantly emitting a signal? It, you know, it is. It's, it's working and communicating with the base station. So you can tell where your dog is at any given time. Now, you can turn it off at any given time, and you can, I believe you can turn it off remotely. So if there's something in your home and you don't want somebody to accidentally 
or intentionally try to find out where your dog is in the house so they can break you in, you can actually turn that off or you can, they won't be able to access that until you need to have it accessed. And then could you turn, you turn it, on. it on if your dog goes missing, but leave it off the rest of the time? Yeah, you could absolutely do oh, that. Oh, that's handy. You know, if you want to take your dog for a walk or you're home with them, something like that, you can just hit the trip button and you're ready to go. There's no signal emitted. It's not going to send, you know, identification cool. notices. It's just a really amazing product. And where they're planning on taking this is just even more amazing. So I'm really excited about that. It looks very, very it's, it's ingenious. It's very device. clever. Okay, so Stacy, they can find more information about this event on your website, right? Do you want to give it out? Yep, absolutely. It's www.petsweekly.com. And we have all the information on the tag unit. We've got everything we've talked about is on there. They want something to do, and they're near Phoenix this coming weekend. What should they do? Head over to the Wonder Pet Expo and come by booth 16 and say hi to us all. We've got some really fun things going on there. Now, my suggestion for you if you're going to this thing is, Carrie, bring with you a tote bag, at least, because it's almost like Halloween. All these vendors represent different businesses, and they're all trying to wow you with their products. So there's going to be doggy treats and kitty treats and toys and samples, and you're not going to have enough room for all the stuff you get. So bring a bag. (laughs) That's my suggestion. Absolutely. Yeah, and they'll even have bags for you. I know that we'll have them, so you can swing by our booth and take one off. Oh, and yeah, like bring your pet hungry because <laughs> they're going to get Oh, yeah, you'll have more snacks. Absolutely. <laughs> they're going to have a blast with that. Dogs love it over there. If you're too far and you can't make it to the event but you wish you could, then check out PetsWeekly.com next week and you'll be able to see what happened. Absolutely. And we'll be, like I said, tweeting live from the event. And right after that, we're headed to Sabre Zoo to find out all the really cool products that are over there. So we'll be talking more about that. Well, thanks a lot, Stacy. I'll check up with you in a few months, and we'll, we'll talk again and let everybody know what you're up to. Thank you so much for coming to the party today with Pets Weekly. Thanks, Deb. Okay, bye-bye, Stacy. All right, everybody, the party's over. you got to get your coat, get your leashes, pack your cats up. We talked a lot today about safety and animals and wildlife, and then Stacy came on and told us about some really cool stuff, including the GPS tracker. If you've got an escape artist or a very, very valuable pet, or even a person that you really worry is going to get lost. That, that might be something you want to check out. I wish I was in Arizona next weekend. I sure do. Great or not, that sounds like a great event. I'd like to see the splash tank with the dogs swimming. So hopefully they'll post that online after. So go to PetsWeekly.com to find out more about the products we talked about. And if you want to see that big, giant Rottweiler I talked about at the beginning, you can see him at Deborah Wolf. Pet Expert on Facebook. And you can also find some really cool stuff on my site, DebraWolfOnline.com. And there you'll be able to see the birth of the Red Poodles. They were born back April 29th, and I caught it on tape, so you get to see them actually being born. It's really beautiful. And now it's months later, and they've just had their last vaccines, and the last two puppies are going. We have three people coming to see, three families who want to buy a puppy in the next couple of days, and only two puppies left. So it's always sad when the last puppy sells. Happy for the people who get them, but sad for me to say goodbye. If you want to see them being born, check out DebraWolfOnline.com. And there's other stuff there, too. There's great footage and radio shows. These shows are posted there, too. So check it out. And I'll see you at the party next time. Be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.